clear let me share my whole new world with you all right guys so for the first time in history I think I might have to lower the volume. I don't even know what's going on right now, but the vocal levels, it's giving high. Let me lower them a little bit. I don't know what's controlling anything right now, but what I, oh, wait, I do know. Okay, I think I lowered me. Anyway, though, um, guys, I'm recording for the first time. I hope y'all don't hear no feedback because I hear feedback. Um, but I'm recording the for the first time. Mm, hold on, I gotta stop because I hear static. Maybe it's my headphones. Maybe I'm too. Maybe I'm too loud. Okay, I don't hear it anymore. Mm, but I also don't hear myself anymore. There's a lot going on. Hold on, give me a second, people. But for the first time, my microphone is not staying up. And in addition to my mic, okay, my mic sounds nice now. Guys, it's my first time actually recording the proper way. So I don't know if I explained this to y'all before, but I have a pod track and I bought a SD card and that's how I usually record. I put the SD card in the pod track, then I transfer the pod track to, I mean, then I transfer the SD card to my laptop and then I extract the episode and that's how I edit. But then my friend Gene, he got a pod track and then I noticed that he doesn't use an SD card. He just records straight from the pod track to GarageBand and I had never been able to do it. Like it just wasn't working for me. But then today, randomly, <laughs> you know, the last day of Black History Month, it works for me. And right now I'm recording via my pod track. And I think it's really cool because I'm not using an SD card and it's just recording in GarageBand. And I'm really excited. I just hope that nothing happens, you know, when this is all said and done. But yeah, happy Monday and shout out to all of you beautiful people out there listening welcome to the this is 30 podcast i'm your host jernique and i just want to wish you a happy monday shout out to everybody dropping the kids off to work on their way to work on their way from work um you know it's the last monday in february it's also the last day of february um because we are not we're not in a leap year or this is a leap year all right, don't don't count me on any of this stuff I'm saying. I am an educator. I think it's a leap year when there's a 29th day and it's not a leap year when there's only 28 days, I believe. Um, so yeah, it's not a leap year. And yeah, we are at the end of the greatest month uh, in the 12 month calendar. Um, you know, good things are short. So you know, it's we can't be like everybody else. February can't be like the 30 and the 31s. We have to stand alone. So it is what it is. Um, but it has come to a close. It's been a wonderful February. Um, I started out my February, my month of February with a detox, a seven day detox. And that was pretty fun. Um, and, you know, I did a lot of soul searching I guess you could call you could call it that. Um, I celebrated my birthday last week, Monday. And I know you guys, most of you guys did not hear the pod 
uh, from last week because it's available exclusively on Patreon. You have to pay for it. And I think that that's honestly what I'm going to do <laughs> when I record crazy episodes because I'm a sucker. Um, you know why? I, if there was another platform that I could use to put out those episodes, I would. But the only one I could think of was Patreon. And I thought it was dope, like, you know, to see who messes with you, who will pay for content or whatever the case may be. I'm going to eventually release more uh like more stuff on patreon like i feel like maybe if i have a live show and the content is extracted maybe that information will be on the patreon i i'm still learning about it to be honest i don't know much i do know that it's a place for paid content and exclusive content that needs to be unlocked and that's why i like it um the episode we recorded Last week, on, we actually recorded that episode on Friday. Me and my friends was a little crazy. It was a little crazy, but it was based off of um, uh, Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels, Motels album. And we basically went track for track um, listening uh, to each of the tales, um, which I guess are the interludes. I guess you could say the skits. And we kind of talked about how um we could relate or if we could relate or we we added our own tale you know and it, we were a little shmi so it was a little crazy um but i like having a different lane for content that i don't know that's a little wild that's it um that's what i'll say um so yeah happy monday to all you beautiful people thank you for listening to the this is 30 podcast i believe this is episode 106 or 105 i honestly don't remember you know you know when you start getting up there you really don't remember i'm in a great mood i'm in a good mood no i can feel you something i know the song is big mood but i'm in a good mood um i'm in a good mood and mostly because um dang i'm recording on GarageBand, and i'm not even doing anything extra this is beautiful the only thing is i've noticed is that i cannot this is i think this is why gene only usually has one headphones because one headphones one headphone because I cannot, I could hear myself on the pod track. What I can't hear is the playback right away. I have to wait until the episode is at its end to hear the playback. And I know y'all might not care about all this technical stuff I'm talking about, but bear with me. Um, but how's everybody doing? How are you guys doing at home in New Jersey, New York, Virginia, wherever you're listening from? How are you doing? How is life? I know we're dealing with a lot of bipolar weather. The weather has really been crazy. You know, my birthday brings the warmth out. So you guys notice, you know, this week was kind of warm earlier in the week. We got a little cold if you were in Jersey or the tri-state area. We got a little cold towards the end of the week. But I do bring the heat out. It just happens. Like, I don't know. It's just a thing, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, I hope everybody is well. Today, I have a few things to talk about. Um, the first, I guess we could talk about my birthday. Um, I am now 33 years old, and I have to get used to saying that. Um, 32 was a good age, but 33 is feeling, 33 is giving me the feels. Um, I'm excited to be 33. Um, there, There's like a part of me that is like, I wouldn't say worried, but just 
a little apprehensive about getting old. Um, Y'all know I talk about this a lot on the podcast. I talk about the fact that I want kids, I want to be married, and I want a lot of things. So, you know, sometimes age is, you know, a sad reminder of the things in your life that are kind of based on time, mostly motherhood, you know, like especially for women. Um, so, So sometimes as you age and Uh, those things have not happened for you. Those are some of the things that you're reminded of. However, um, this year, I think that instead of solely looking at the things that I don't have or the things that are based on my age and things of that nature, um, I'm looking at my glasses like full and how much it runneth over. And, you know, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that I'm here. I'm grateful that God has blessed me. I'm grateful that I'm in my prime. I'm grateful that I have matured and I'm grateful that I'm in a good financial place. I'm grateful that, um, I have learned a lot of discipline. I think that I've been extremely disciplined in some areas (laughs) in a lot more areas than I have been. So, you know, 33 feels good so far. I'm a weekend almost a weekend. Um, when you listen into this, I'll be a weekend, but yeah, I, I, I'm grateful and I'm, I'm really thankful. Um, and you know, I think your thirties are really your twenties. This is based off a of meme, so I didn't come up with it, but your thirties are really your twenties with more money, more confidence, um, more stride in your step. Like, you know, for me, I really was a little girl, throughout my 20s I feel like in so many aspects so I really feel like in my 30s I have really come into my independence I have come into my womanhood um and I'm just really I'm really doing it so um I'm extremely grateful to be 33 and I hope this year provides pregnancies and marriage (laughs) y'all know I'm always trying to push p I'm always the p is the most important d I'm always pushing P. Um, So, um, yeah, I hope this year provides, you know, more, more um, blessings, more love, more money, more, um, more good things. You know, I, I always make a really big deal about my birthday. So since I was, since I've been, since I've been like 22, 23, literally every time it's my birthday, there's a whole weekend of events, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I make an itinerary, there's something to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like we turning up every single day, we going out to eat, we're doing experiences, we're doing things we've never done, we going to a club, we doing this. And this year, I literally just didn't want to do that. At first, I really didn't even want to do anything. I was just like, I'm just going to sit in my house on my birthday. And then as the day got closer, or we got closer to February, I was just like, okay, we have to do something. Um, And so I went to brunch on Sunday with my friends and it was a nice, very chill, beautiful atmosphere at the Bradford. Um, The food was rocking too. And it was just really low key, really chill. Um, And um, the next day I had a little bit of a get together at my house, like tacos, chicken, drinks. And it was just really chill. We played games. We laughed. We talked. And I had a blast. Like I had a blast. Um... 
I didn't spend too much money. That's another thing. Like my birthday weekends always end up costing me so much because I'm either having a party at my house. I'm doing this like it's just it just it's just a lot. I'm buying outfits for this day, that day, this day. And, you know, this year, the low key vibe was really it was it was good for me, you know, and I'm getting older. So I just feel like it is what it is like. I don't know if another milestone, maybe 35 or maybe 40 will bring about a huge celebration of some sorts. But for now, I'm cooling, you know, um, and my birthday weekend was really fun. And it was it was exceptional. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so we are also um, at the end of Black History Month. And, you know, in the words of the great Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown, we should have all year. And to me, Black History Month is all year. Um, in the last two episodes, I believe that I referenced an episode I did at the beginning of the month. And in that episode, I I, along with Nikayla, we talked a lot about black, what Black History Month means to us, et cetera, et cetera. But I believe black history is like an ongoing learning experience. I learned things every day about black history and um, it's not reduced to one month. I'm glad the world or, you know, America acknowledges it um, in February as like a thing, but it is not reduced to one month in my life. And it's cool to just find about our history, a lot of history that is taken from us or a lot of history that has just been skewed. So I hope this black history was enjoyable. Um, and I hope that you learned something, you know, that you didn't know. And, you know, most of the people I know are exuding black excellence on a daily basis. So shout out to y'all for contributing to Black History Month, you know, in your own lives. Um, I want to stop the pod real quick and just send a quick shout out or prayer um, condolences to those in you. Ukraine that are dealing with um, the issues that were brought over by Russia um, or the warfare that Russia is beginning to instill or has already instilled um, on Ukraine. Um, you know, while we're always in the midst of living there is something happening to other people like that's the weird thing about life like one person is celebrating another person is mourning and I just I'm sad because there are people around the world who are dealing with loved ones or um just being shifted from their environments because literally in the blink of an eye, their world changed because of, you know, an evil act. I don't really know the politics behind what's going on. And I keep saying that one of these days I'm going to sit down and actually read a, a bunch of articles from multiple sources, um, multiple opinions and viewpoints about what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. I have a um, I have a a gist, a general gist of what's going on. But overall, what's happening is evil, you know, and innocent people's lives are have been taken because of what, you know, to prove what point or to do what, you know, um, it's sad and it's unnecessary and it's uncalled for. I don't know if America is going to interject or like do anything, but um. I do pray for those people and I, I hope that 
um, the ones that survived are able to, you know, find shelter and be safe. And I pray that, you know, whatever is going on, um, it there'll be a halt to it because innocent lives do not con- need to be uh, continue to be lost for nonsense. Um, so, yes. Um, moving forward. So we talked about my birthday, Black History Month. Um, I also want to talk about the fact that I have not been outside for real. You know, we are gearing up tomorrow is March 1st and tomorrow is my niece's birthday. Um, shout out and happy birthday to Nyla. Um, she's a March 1st baby. My dad is also a March 1st baby. So, um, happy birthday to him. Um, but What I want to say is that not being outside has saved me tons of money on my insurance, thanks to Geico. And I'm just extremely excited about that because, listen, the outside has had me in a chokehold for years, whether it be food, whether it be um, the clothes, whether it be just outside, like. Listen, outside has cost me so much money and being inside is so much fun it's so much fun when you look at your bank account because your bank account's not being affected by being inside you know you can have all your money and like literally the idea that I'm making it through the weekend and not spending any money is like it's like what because to to be honest I don't know about you guys it's not that hard for me to not spend money during the week the week is pretty easy for me to I spend here and there like if I need to buy a meal because I work two jobs. So some days I have to like buy my dinner um, if I don't go to work with two meals. So little things like that. Yes. But other than that, I don't really make any big purchases um, Monday through Friday. I don't. It's the weekends that typically have me in a chokehold. It's the Monday mornings in which I wake up and I'm shocked. I'm like, what is this? What are these what are these debits that are coming out of my account? What what are these? Um, what did I do this weekend? And to go a weekend and not spend crazy money and, you know, still still being good standing on Monday morning. It's been it's been touching my soul. And I really, really, really appreciate it. So shout out to me and shout out to all the people who are typically or we're typically outside so much more than you have been. I love being inside um, more so because of the financial. And I just I'd be tired. Listen, I'm working all the time. Um, I'm just always doing something. So just forcing myself to stay inside is like really that's my self-care. You know, sitting on the couch is my self-care, doing whatever it is I'm doing. Um, I really like that. Um, so yeah, thank you, you know, and I feel like you realize when you don't spend so much, you get to enjoy, you get to be Dave Ramsey. Y'all know I'm a fan of Dave Dave Ramsey, but Dave Ramsey always says, you tell your money where to go. Don't let your money tell you where it's going to go. And I feel like being inside allows me to do a lot of things that like, I typically think twice about um, like 
things that I like, for example, I know I want to go get a massage and I'm probably going to go get a massage today. But usually it's like, I don't want to waste that money for a massage. But it's like when you're not spending your money on repetitive things um, every single weekend, like going to the bar, going to the restaurant and spending a buck for an hour, you literally have money to do other forms of self-care um, that you don't really give yourself an opportunity to do often. So, and, and you don't think twice about it. It's just like, this is what I want to do. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, I am behind on my reading. I'm trying to do 24 books this year. I'm still at number two. And I really think that I'm going to put number two down so that I can start a third one. And I hate I hate pausing books, but some some books have a have a hold on me and or not or no hold on me at all. So like um, I'm struggling to get through Americana. I don't know why it's 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 not a bad book. It's really interesting. But for me, it's not a page turner like it's not like a don't put this down book so I'm really thinking about pausing that book and maybe like if I finish another book if I finish a new book dedicating um time after that to I don't know if I'm making sense. I just had a brain freeze but yeah I think I gotta move on because I hate when I get stuck on books and I, I I'm on a schedule I'm on a schedule and you know, I feel like it shouldn't be that hard for me to finish a book. I've been reading that book for a month and a half. I started reading that book in the middle of January and we're at now at the end of February and I don't like that. I don't like that. So I think it's Monday, you know, let's just start something new. I'll, I'll revisit it. Um, or, you know, something else I'm thinking about is if I have a hard time getting through a book, like physically, because to be honest, I like physical copies of books more than any other version. I don't like digital copies, even though I've done that. And I don't really like, I have tried an audiobook once and I wouldn't say I don't like it. What I'll say is that uh, physical books are my preference. But I feel like if I have a hard time getting through a physical book, maybe I might purchase the audio of that book and see if I could get through it that way because that might be, that might help me in getting through it. Um, so yeah, that's book talk. I'm all over the place, guys. Um, the last, not the last thing, but I wanted to talk to you guys about a meme that I saw. And the meme I saw said, you know, I love the memes. I want to be a meme. I'm a meme. I'm manifesting meme. Um, the meme said to have me fumble me and then keep bothering me. It's crazy. And yo, like I've never felt more seen. <laughs> I just let, can we, let's describe a certain type of male. Now, one thing about maybe not all women, but I think women in general is like, if a woman really likes you, she will, uh, provide herself with, I wouldn't call them excuses because she doesn't see them as those, but she will provide herself with reasons as to why it's okay to keep you in her life. And even if she has decided that she is off you, if she really likes you, um, I believe that interaction 
can disturb her process of getting over you or completely being done with you. You know what I'm saying? There's also other memes where it's like, I'm done with him. I'm not talking to him anymore. And then he goes, hey, how you doing? And it's like, you got a big smile on your face and you're like, man, I can't let go. But I find that men like I this is a question for the men so as you're listening please try and think of answers for me because I really want to know to have a girl to know that she is 100% interested in you right and she wants she wants this she wants to do this she is excited about doing this and for some reason or another you fumble the situation it could be a plethora of reasons you could have uh you could have misused her trust you could have not been consistent you could have been um you know not romantic you could have been a ton of things you know you didn't want to commit um whatever the case may be you fumble her and after you fumble her and you guys have kind of made, whether spoken or unspoken, this decision that this thing of ours or yours is not going anywhere, you continue to bother her. Now, what is what is the reason? What is the reason? Why, especially I find that, and I, I guess I guess women do it too, like where like, you know, you could, you move on from one situation and then you could move on and you could be talking to somebody new, but then you still stay in communication with your old work, I guess. Um, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say because I find that a man could be, could move on in many, he could be seven chicks beyond you and he's still possibly going to keep bothering you. And you could have possibly, as a woman, not moved on. You you might not be seven dudes behind, beyond him. You might not even be one dude beyond him. But he's going to keep bothering you. And I feel like, what is the reason for that? Like, why can't y'all just be cool and not communicate, like, at all? Like, you know, when I see you, it's all love. It's no beef. But why do you have to call me? Why do you have to DM me? Why do you have to text me? Like, why do you have to do your check-ins? Why? Why do you have to do them frequently? Why? Why? Why do that? Because y'all may look at it or men may look at it and say, oh, I'm not bothering her. I'm just, you know, I just wanted to see what was up. I think the cynical part of my brain thinks that men like to have a plethora of women on reserve. And for some of them, it's like a mind game. And, and and maybe some of you are listening and you're like, girl, it's not that deep. But I think for some people it is that deep because I feel like to have me and fumble me and we don't even have to use the word fumble me to have me and realize or decide that you don't want me. Right. Let's call it that to have me to realize that you don't want me. Because the, from the woman's perspective, it's, oh, he fumbled. From your perspective, it could just be like, yo, it, you know, it didn't work out. It's never going to work out. She's not the one for me. But to keep bothering me after you know you don't want me. but And, and bothering, there's a lot that's encapsulated in the word bother, you know. Because if we're just friends, that's one thing. But in many of these situations, your attraction to me 
does not go away. Your interest in me does not go away. For me, it's just kind of like a a lazy thing. It's like, I don't want to do the work to possibly, or I didn't want to do the work to possibly move us beyond one level to the next, but I do enjoy your company. I do enjoy your conversation. I do think you're beautiful. I do think that um, you are like everything, but I just didn't want to do the work. So let me keep you in my life because either way you are a, you are a plus for me, you know, um, you are a plus for me. Let me keep you in my life and use you for what I can. Even if it's not physical, you know, emotional, emotional connections can happen without anything physical. It's like, bro, I'm talking to this guy every day. I'm talking to this guy multiple times a week. Like, come on, leave me alone. Leave me alone so that I can so that I can not be in my head about what could possibly be going on with us or the possibility of what could be going on with us. Because I think that that's I'm only speaking from my perspective. Like I said, there may be women who don't process this the same. Um, But I know if I like you and you like me and something happened where we fumbled and it's not working, but we stay in communication, the Pisces in me. Shout out to all the Pisces out there. The Pisces in me is always going to, would you ever wonder what if? Do you ever wonder what if, baby? Like, seriously, I'm going to be wondering what if, what if, what if this man was my husband? What if this man was the father of my child? What if this man is still the love of my life? And that's why we can't separate. You know, I think that, um, I don't know. I just feel like, Men should make a habit of leaving women alone that they fumble or leaving women alone that they have decided they do not want to be with. You know, you could go befriend so many other people. I think it's a little selfish to befriend someone who you know is extremely, extremely interested in you. I think that. And I'm not saying befriend, I mean, befriend them after the fact, unless both of you are in a good place and the woman is really in a spot where she's like no longer attracted to you and you know certain things. But y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, that's another thing. As I'm talking about this, I'm trying to convince myself or use words um, so that I don't sound crazy, but I know I'm not crazy. I know what I'm saying makes sense because I have you ever fellas have you ever found yourself have have you ever found yourself in a situation where you're answering to a woman where you think that why the hell am I answering to her or why the hell is she asking me this or this is none of her business while some women are truly in fact crazy I would say that a woman would not be questioning you about your whereabouts if one, she does not like you a lot or two, she is not somewhat confused on her place in your life or somehow still hoping that there is a spot for her in your life, whether or not you guys are working out properly or not that that thought might still be in her head you feel what I'm saying that thought might still be in her head but um I don't know I don't know if you feel me like let me know because I I just think that sometimes the man 
as a man, you just got to be strong enough to be like, I got to dead this, you know, and it's no beef. When I see this girl, you know, it's all love. I'm always going to be respectful. I'm always going to speak to her. But as we are trying to separate from what we thought this could possibly be, both me, both her, I think that for me, I should be, um, I should be selfless and I should just, you know, you know, chill. And, you know, if she continues to bother you and you don't want to be mean, I could understand that. Like, yo, she be hitting me up. I don't want to be a mean guy, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But I think that in most cases, most women know how to take the non no communication cue. Like if you're not communicating with her, I don't I know they're like I said, my disclaimer is I know there are crazy girls out there, but. I do think that if you cease communication or you fall back, I think a lot of women know how to take a hint. Like, and it's like, oh, all right, he's off this. And then y'all could just, it could be an amicable thing. Like once in a blue moon, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, with that conversation or with that noted, I just want to thank God for growth because, you know, one thing y'all going to do is bother somebody. You're always going to bother somebody. But I also think growth on the female aspect is no longer being moved or no longer being um, attracted to that confusion, uh, confusion filled behavior or behavior that you can't read or behavior that you're not sure about. I think that that's. Um, that's a good thing for me. That's something I'm still learning, but I know in many areas I have, um, I have learned my lesson and things that I once were, was moved by, I'm no longer moved by things that I am, uh, I once, you know, created scenarios in my head and asked so many questions and things I was so laxed about, like, you know, I'm no longer laxed about those things. But like I said, I still have a lot of work to do. There's still some areas that have me in a chokehold. Um, <laughs> but for that or for certain areas, I'm just excited about growth. Um, and I mean, that's the beauty of growth. It happens in sections. We reach our, our pinnacle in each section as we reach it. And it is what it is. But men, please, please. Just leave me alone forever. Please, please. Let's just be cool, shouty. Let's be cool. Let's be cordial. Like, let's just be cool. Um, The last thing. Oh, I, I keep saying the last thing and then it's not the last thing. I have not been listening to any podcast lately. Um, I have been checking up on my guys that if you don't say it, we will. I'm actually catching up on that podcast, but I haven't been listening to any podcast. If y'all know good podcasts that y'all think I would like, please send me some. I haven't, I loved the Joe Budden podcast and that was my favorite podcast. And when they split, um, I stopped listening to it and I don't listen to Rory and Malls and I don't listen to Joe's because I just, every time I listen to either one, I just feel like there's something missing and it, it just doesn't do for me what it used to do for me. Um, so I really, I only listen to the, if you don't say it, we will podcast. And when I'm not consistent and potting, I also don't like to be influenced. I, I used to do that even when I was listening to the Joe pod. Sometimes I wouldn't listen to it if I had an episode coming up because I just don't, I, I want to try and be we 
to be honest, we all talking about the same thing. All of us, all of us podcasts. There's but so many topics, but so many things to discuss. It's just how you put your flavor, how you put your sauce on it. But I do not want to be directly influenced sometimes by the things I listen to. So sometimes I have to like fall back from listening. Um, I do like being inspired by other pods, but when I'm not doing the work on my side, um, I just try to like, you know, find my way back, you know, by myself. Um, I do get a lot of inspiration from exonicole.com. Um, and I don't know, I don't, if y'all know that site or y'all, I'm sure most of y'all do know her. Exo Nicole used to be Nicole Bitchy. And she used to have like an actual, like a really huge gossip site. Like it was like, what was the other one? Not the shade room. It was like the one we used to visit every time. Uh, world, not world star. There was another one that was like so popular. I don't remember the name, like another blog site that we used to just go to a website actually. So Nicole Bitchy was like a big site back in the day. I, I want to say like when I was in my early twenties and she transitioned, I actually interviewed for a position as a writer. Um, but that didn't, that didn't, that didn't result in me being a writer for her site. But, um, actually she she stopped her blog site because you know she went on this journey and she was just like I don't want to do that type of gossip anymore like she used to break stories and do a lot of things and she was just like I want to spread peace love positivity etc etc and I was so I was so moved by her journey because I'm gonna tell y'all another story real quick. I was so moved by her journey because I felt like I was having the same exact journey at the same time. So here's another sidebar story. I used to write for another big blog site when I was in my early 20s. I used to write for inflexwetrust.com and that's Funk Flexes. He had a huge blog site. It was um, ran by him and Marissa Mendez and Tat, um, shout out to all of them. But I used to write on the weekends for them. And I wrote on the weekends for them, I want to say for a good year almost. Like, so you can imagine, I was like in my prime, like 21 or 22. I had just graduated um, college and I was home every single weekend because I was on blog duty on the weekends. And, you know, my stories used to blow up. Rick Ross reposted my stories to chains uh, reposted my stories um and they used to get a lot of hits like a million views on the weekends and you know it was hard to accomplish that because um you know the weekends are slow for gossip and for news um just like it's just like any other business to be honest but monday through friday is when uh the gossip sites are busy everybody's moving and the weekends happen to be extremely slow so to see those type of numbers on the weekends i feel like i was doing a good job and flex used to always tell me like i was doing a, a good job but it became this mundane process because i just felt like I was stalking celebrities' Twitters. I was, Instagram wasn't really that popping at this time, but I was stalking celebrities' Twitters. I was stalking, um, I was stalking websites. I was stalking everybody. Um, and I was just putting my own twist on whatever news and trying to be the first person to break the news. And sometimes even I felt like, you know, that's the game of, of, of blogging and, you know, um, 
going viral is you have to you have to um switch you you basically have to create salacious titles to get people's um interest so i'll give you guys an example there was one day two chains tweeted a picture he was in the studio and he tweeted a picture and in the picture there was a blunt he was in the studio there was a blunt on the table um there was a cup there might have been like promethazine or a syrup bottle next. And then there was a bottle of Sprite. Then there was like keys and just regular uh, materials. And it was slow. So I took that picture and I created a story. And the story's title was Two Chains Studio Necessities. And it was kind of like a question mark at the end. And I remember Two Chains saw that. that and basically, I literally just made a story. Uh, a story off of a picture and kind of switched it like to where like maybe he gave us an exclusive and told us what he needs in the studio with him but in 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 reality that's not what happened I literally just took a picture anyway two chains retweeted that story and he laughed his ass off like in front of the retweet and like as cool as that might have been at the time, it just got tiring to me because I felt like I was doing nothing of substance. I'm not interviewing people. I'm not talking to people. I'm essentially um, taking the the simplicity or the simple shares that these celebrities are pouring out and I'm turning them into something much more bigger and um, in some cases even false. I'm creating false narratives. Um, not in that case, but in many other cases, I, you know, I, I finesse some things, you know, and I didn't find in the beginning, it was cool. It was fun. Um, but in the long run, I didn't find any pride in that. Um, I didn't think that it was feeding me, you know, I, it, it wasn't what I wanted to do. So when I went back to grad school, um, I quit the site and I was asked, you know, please come write, please come write, please um, write. We want you to write for us. Um, and I was just like, nah, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to. And, you know, ultimately the, the website blogging has died with Instagram and with so many other uh, social media platforms. It's, it's no longer necessary. However, um, some websites have stood the test of time. And the reason I brought up Nicole Bitchy and the reason I told you that story is because Nicole Bitchy uh, shut down her Nicole Bitchy website for those same reasons. So when she did that, I kind of felt seen because to be honest, even though she was a gossip site and she broke crazy stories, I thought that she was one of the classiest of the blog sites. She wasn't gonna just like spread lies and false narratives but she did give some tea sometimes so to find that she even felt that way about what she was doing um I like I don't know I could resonate with some of her feelings and then eventually she started like a a more um positive site and that one is called exonicole.com so on this she has like a lifestyle relationship sex women and she still talks about 
excuse me, celebrities and things of that nature, but everything is really from a positive light. Um, if you were a fan of Nicole Bitchy, the website was dark. It was black, like the words were red. It's crazy. And then if you see XO Nicole, the site is like very flowery, pastel colors, very bright. Um, and to see her growth and to see her change, some of y'all know, follow her on Instagram at XO Nicole. Um, it's really it's really cool. So I do get a lot of inspiration sometimes for the pod from um, I do get a lot of inspiration from her websites and conversations that are started on her websites or articles that are on her website. So, um, yeah, shout out to Exo Nicole. Shout out to Nicole Kane. Um, and yeah, I think that's the last thing I had to discuss. No, one more thing. One more thing. Um, the last thing I really wanted to discuss was Bel Air. And I have not watched the new season of Bel Air um, or the spinoff or whatever. Rian I don't know how to call it. Um, the reboot of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which is called Bel Air. Um, but I have heard many good things about it. And, you know, a lot of people have telling me to watch it. And I'm, I'm I feel like I'll. You know, respectively, I think I'm going to get to it around April, May. <laughs> like, I have so much things to catch up on, y'all. Like, it's crazy. And I started Chicago B PD, so I've been binging that as much as I can. So I honestly feel like I'm going to get to Bel Air maybe around April, May. Yeah, that's a good time for me. Um, but what I will say is something that very much stood out to me is the cast, and, you know, Perlene was actually talking to me about the cast and how fine everybody is. So I, I, I knew like that I had seen pictures of the cast and or everybody that I was seeing was of dark tone or just a brown person. And to be honest, I Googled the cast uh, a photo shoot today. And, you know, I'm so proud that so many people or the whole show, except for maybe Will, is like dark skin. And I know like, I know that's not a big deal. I know it's not a big deal, but for me, for a dark skin sister, it's beautiful. I don't think I've ever seen a cast like that. And they're all really pretty. They're all so beautiful. Um, and it's a, it's a put together show. I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I find that knowing that this is possible or just seeing that is just beautiful to me that a show can be pulled off. And I don't know if that was done intentionally, you know, I don't know if it was done intentionally to pull an all dark cast, but you know what? Bravo to Peacock, Will Smith, and all the other people that were involved. I, you know, I find that that is an example of using black people in a regular space, using people of color in a regular space and not making us a character. On the episode that I did with Nikayla that never made it, we talk specifically about, um, I think in early January, it might've been late December, there was this Vogue, um, I think it was an Italian Vogue or something Vogue cover that came out and it had all dark skin models on it. And it had, um, you know, they were all in kind of natural uh, uh, hairstyles and they were all of extremely dark complexion. And the Internet went wild over it. Um, 
everybody was so moved and so excited. And to be honest, I wasn't that moved by it. I I don't like when black people get used as characters. We are not we are not we are not characters or caricatures to be used for viral moments or for like sensationalism, you know? And and I know that everybody might not agree with me. I know you know, I, I think the cover was beautiful. I think that these women were used were who were used are beautiful. I just find that if we include black women or if um, black people are just included on every level of the spectrum, then things like that won't be considered extraordinary art. We are arts every day. You know, we are arts when you just include us and naturally blend us in with everything you have going on. We shouldn't have to wait until 2021 or 2022 to see a whole cover of black women for Vogue and then on top of that when you do it you do all dark dark skinned women to try and be like sensational about it there's something about that that just doesn't scream genuine to me and it's like we were trying to do something we were trying to create a moment and moments are dope but I feel like for black people sometimes there's like this cheat code that other that that companies that often do not represent us well have found that they could use now um there's this cheat code like 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 bath and body works putting their their freaking products in kente uh print to celebrate black history month there's this cheat code and sometimes it's blatant like that and we call it out but then other times it's really subtle and it's done I guess you could even say it's done well. Um, the cheat code is used well to where we get all riled up about it. And it's like, Ebony did this. Ebony does this all the time, you know, like, and they actually capture us in beautiful light. We're not made to be characters or, you know, the weird. Nikayla said something during that episode. She just said like, like their hair was horrible and you know it was like it was like the afrocentric hair or i don't even think it was the afrocentric hair they might have had like the hair was just like very artsy it wasn't it wasn't like it i don't know it was it, but the hair there was something about the hair um even in their natural form they were just very artsy like it was you know it was a show it was a spectacle and you know I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, like I usually say, if y'all feel me, you feel me. But yeah, thanks for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. I didn't even know. I didn't even know I would make it this far. Um, But yeah, shout out to you for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do not forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and a mama and a cousin and a daddy to listen to the This Is 30 podcast. I hope you have a blessed week. I hope... um, all of your dreams come true and happy women's history month yeah shout out to all the women you know doing a damn thing <laughs> um but yeah have a good one be blessed